Welcome to the Wild Grand Rapids message of the week. We hope you're encouraged, strengthened, and experience the presence of God through this message by Pastor Matthew Fuller. All right. How we doing? Good, good, good. <laughs> you can be seated. Oh, man, you know what? Who wants to do me a big favor? In the office, there is a mug with a very, very cool logo on the side of it. He's running. <laughs> He's, he already knows. Man, I am excited to be here this morning. Extremely excited. I am thankful. You know, the Bible says that in everything to give thanks. The Bible says in everything to give thanks. If I didn't know that, my life would probably be crushed by now. But it's actually in everything I'm supposed to give thanks. I don't, like, everything. If you heard, uh, Rachel is not with us this morning because she got in a car accident a couple weeks ago and she's suffering from a concussion and just can't hear very much noise right now. So she gets the excuse to sleep on the couch all day. I got to pull this one last year. Now it's her turn. And, uh, but I'm thankful for it. See, in everything I'm supposed to give thanks, I'm thankful that my wife got in a car accident. Is that everything? I'm thankful that I get the opportunity to spend more time with her at home. I'm thankful that I'm forced to slow down. In absolutely everything, look at that. That is so amazing. What a beautiful, beautiful logo. I'm not thankful that the, the devil's real and he's attempting to mess with me. Because he forgot that he has to pay for that. He actually has to give back to me the things that he's stolen. So he, he, he ended up screwing with the wrong family this time. Screwed with the wrong husband, that's for sure. But I'm thankful because I get an opportunity to put him under my feet once again. Can we all pray for her real quick, though, together? Can we do that? She's doing better. She's, she's, she's in process. But I know that the Word of God says that by his stripes, she is healed. So let's lift up our hands. She's watching online right now. If we didn't put her to sleep during worship. Father, we just declare healing over Rachel's body right now in the name of Jesus. We declare that by your stripes she is healed, and we say that no weapon formed against her or this house or this family will prosper in Jesus' name. We thank you that we are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. We are seated in heavenly places at the right hand of the Father. We thank you, Lord, for healing, and we declare it into her body. We say that she has the mind of Christ, that no weapon of the enemy can steal that mind. Because that mind has already defeated all powers of darkness 2,000 years ago and made a public spectacle of them. So we thank you, Lord, for the mind of Christ. Right now, in Jesus' name, we declare healing over her body. Amen. I'm thankful that I'm in with a room full of believers, with people that are actually believing believers, filled with faith. I had a dream uh, about two months ago. Maybe it was a month ago, it could have been a week ago, somewhere in that time frame. It was longer than a week ago, I know that. But I had a dream. I was, I was at my mom's house, and I got really tired. It was after Sunday service. I think I was just a little parched, took a little Sunday nap. And I, I went to sleep on the couch, 
And it was super loud. And I was like, man, everybody's being so loud right now. Can you please be quiet? But I said it in a way nicer than that, of course. And uh, if anybody's seen me when I'm tired, you know to run the other way. In the morning, I require two hours of alone time every morning before I like to be talked to. At least, yeah. This is not an exaggeration. Literally, people... So I'm, I go into this dream, and in this dream, I'm at this, this fitness studio that I used to go to a long time ago. And on the wall, is, it says Healing Day. And I stand up from my, uh, what is it called? A rower. I can't even remember the name of it. It's been so long. So I stand up from the rower, and I walk over to the coach in the dream, and I said, oh, I didn't realize today was Healing Day. And they said, oh, no, that's wrong. And they start to wash off the Healing Day off the wall. And they write on the wall, we're actually going to turn this into Wholeness Day. And so I wake up from the dream, and I have absolutely no idea what it means. And I've been simmering on it for a couple of months now. And I'm, I'm, I go down to Nashville. I was on vacation-ish in Nashville uh, about two weeks ago. And I say vacation-ish because I was in another place, but things were happening back home that caused me to not be able to fully relax, which is the devil has paid for that too. I need another vacation paid for by him. And so things are blowing up here back at the, in the homeland at, uh, at my restaurant, and things are happening. First day of vacation, of course, right? And so stuff's, stuff's going on, and so I take to journaling. And I start to journal, and I'm ripping through the paper like, <laughs> you know. And I'm remembering this person one time said to pour out your heart and affection for, to the Lord because he cares for you, and his burden is, is light and his yoke is easy. So I'm like, <laughs> this is vacation. This is costing me money, and I'm going to relax. And why did you send me on vacation right now? <laughs> I swear. <laughs> and so I'm letting the Lord know how this is not right for him to let me go on vacation and allow this to happen back home. And so I'm going through, and I'm pouring out my frustrations with the Lord. And as I'm going, then I start getting mad at myself. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Why am I doing this? And then so I go into, and I keep journaling. I'm writing, and I'm writing, and I'm writing, and I'm writing. And uh, I start getting down on myself during this time. And I'm like, oh, why does this keep happening to me? What did I do wrong? And I start saying, Lord, oh, I feel like I just need to keep healing in this, from the same situation. The same thing keeps happening to me in different relationships over and over and over again. What am I doing wrong? Lord, just teach me to love the way that you love. Because when I love the way that you love, these people will stop doing these stupid things to me. <laughs> and he said, yeah, just like Judas. He said, you see, Matthew, I love... And you're attempting to love the way that, that you know how to love, but your response is different than my response. See, when you respond, you respond out of pain. It doesn't mean that the situations won't take place in your life, but when I respond, I respond out of love. So you need to learn to respond differently, not how to just act differently ahead of time. And he said, Matthew, you've been focusing on healing over and over again for the same types of situations that keep happening. You keep running into the same issue, and you've been asking me for healing. But, Matthew, I want to bring you into wholeness. And I said, well, that's really good, Lord. I have no clue what you're talking about, but what does that mean? And he said, and I had, a, I had this back injury uh, in January of 2020. I had a bulge disc, and as a result, I couldn't do certain things. And when I would do something, that pain would come back again. And so the Lord's talking to me about my back. He said, Matthew, you are going from healing to healing, but I want to bring you wholeness in the same way that your back needed to not just be healed, but to be made whole. 
You see, the injury was there, and the lack of the injury you thought was healing. But what needed to happen was muscles needed to be developed around that back so that your back is actually whole, preventing that same injury from happening again. Matthew, you worship me in spirit, but not in truth. In this area. And I said, whoa, slow it down. I'm the mad one here. Like, I'm writing to you. <laughs> back off, Lord. This is my moment, not yours. And so he says, you see, truth is like the muscles around your back. You've tried to desire healing. We come to the altar and we receive healing from the Lord and we worship him in spirit. And we say, Lord, come and comfort this issue in my life. But he's wanting to build us up in truth so that same issue doesn't keep happening over and over and over and over again. Truth becomes a foundation in which we worship him and the spirit is the way that we experience him. And so I started thinking about this, and I said, whoa, wow, that's actually pretty good. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. And um, when, I, when I first, after I had this back injury, in the first uh, winter that came right after, the winter of 2020, was that just last winter? Wow, what a long, awful year that was. Holy cow. Whew. Can we just take a moment real quick and just reflect? Holy cow. Anybody else with me on this one? Can I get an amen? All right. I, had this, I have this one craziest employee. She says, this is the best year of my life. I'm like, okay. Oh, well, glory be to you. <laughs> so uh, I said, so at the beginning, though, I, the winter came, and I, and I started snowboarding. I had started snowboarding the previous year, but I went back to snowboarding. And when I would started snowboarding, any movement would hurt that back over and over again. I mean, if I bent down to put my boot in, it was like, oh, wow, I needed crutches to get down this hill now. And it wasn't until a few more times of going that my core was strengthened and it kept my back in place. And I feel like the Lord is highlighting truth in his body right now because we keep responding to situations and not strengthening the back. He wants us to worship him, and in, in, uh, John 4.24 says, God is spirit, and those who worship him must, wor- must worship him in spirit and in truth. I love this. Jonathan Edwards says like this, I should think myself in the way of my duty to raise the affections and emotions of my hearers as high as possibly I can, provided that they are affected with nothing but truth. You see, without an actual understanding of what truth is, without understanding that I'm to be thankful in all things, the situation that took place two weeks ago with my wife could crush me. If I didn't actually know that in this world I will face tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I've overcome the world, then when tribulation comes, I would be confused. Because I, got, I thought I got saved into happiness. But I know the Word promises me, not suggests it, promises that I will face tribulation in this life. And what we do is we go from tribulation to tribulation and pain to pain, seeking God out in spirit, but not realizing the truth of his word that needs to be the foundation that stabilizes us, that prevents us to continuing to feel the pain of those situations, the same hurt of those situations. So that I know that when that situation comes, though it may hurt me, it's not going to destroy me any longer because I'm living out of a different truth now. I have a different foundational truth in my life that knows that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. 
Maybe you're dealing with rejection. The first time you feel it, man, that thing hurt hard. But then you experience the truth of God that you are accepted in the beloved, that you are adopted by him. When you understand that truth, then when you experience the rejection next time, it's much easier to say, no, 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 no. My back's been strengthened. Though this thing before used to throw it out, though this thing before used to take me out and take me down, I now am living in it with a different reality because I've focused on the truth that is in his word. Amen. You know, I believe in, especially in this stream, and I'm sure we've all heard it before, but we focus so much on the spirit of God that we don't understand the written word of God, that we're seeking him out in spirit and find ourselves in lawlessness. The flip side of it is we seek him out so hard in truth and forget the personal relationship that we find ourselves in law. We need to carry both of these realities and worship him in both ways, in spirit and in truth. You see, because when I realize truth, then even though situations are contrary to the truth, I still rely. It, it, it doesn't mean that he's wrong. I still rely and press into what he says is true. My wife is sitting at home right now, not healed, but it is true that she was healed. See, this is the reality that we find ourselves living in, where we become aware or conscious of this realm, but we respond to a different. You know, the Bible says that we're actually ambassadors in heaven. We are ambassadors of heaven here in a foreign land. An ambassador when they go into another country, they are not governed by the laws of the, of the land that they are in, but they are governed by the laws of the country from which they came. So us as ambassadors of heaven are here upon this earth, not governed by the realities that seem to take place here upon this earth, but we're governed by the laws of heaven. Those laws that are in heaven are only found through his written word. And we need to understand and consume that word so that we can respond to what is true and bring that reality here upon this earth. See, it's actually our response to truth. Truth put into action is the reality of heaven coming to earth. When we're responding to heaven's reality in a situation that is contrary to that reality... Like, I, like I'm, I'm seeing something that, that does not belong here upon this earth. Sickness and disease, lack does not belong here. Poverty does not belong here. If it's not in heaven, it shouldn't be here. And so I respond according to what his promises are over my life and not according to what I see with my natural eyes. And as I respond to the solution instead of the problem, the solution works itself out. But we found ourselves running from pain to pain, process to process. And we're looking for a lack of pain, a lack of chaos until we actually feel like we're living in his truth. We're waiting for everything to stop. Ouch, that hurts. And our lack of movement, we think, is the solution to our healing. Hebrews chapter 12 says, Therefore strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated but rather be healed. Psalms, it says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. 
He says, make straight paths for your feet so that which is lame will not be dislocated, but which will be healed. We need to understand what his truth is for us to actually walk in the path of truth. I believe that making straight paths for our feet means responding to what his promises are. Responding to what he says is true. Allowing his word to be the lamp to my feet, the light to my path. We just need to straighten that path out because what, I, what I'm afraid of is when we live for so long in this state of pain, when we live for so long dealing with these same issues over and over again, don't know how to get out of them, find ourselves feeling the same hurts over and over, eventually we're going to start taking pain pills. Eventually we're going to start trying to numb the pain instead of healing the root cause of that pain. Eventually, we're going to find ourselves, is it in, I believe it's in Ephesians, it says living past feeling. They gave themselves up to lawlessness and, and all sorts of works of evil. Meaning they had no feeling. Their connection with God was gone. And I, and I, and I believe that that is what is going to happen as we, if we do not stand fully upon the truth of his word. When we worship God only in spirit, but not in truth. I believe there's such a higher place that he has for us to live. And it's the reason why we come to the altar. We say, I give it all over to you, Lord. But we leave here and it wears off after two or three days. I'm not trying to be hard about this. This is what the Lord has dealt with me on. I'm sharing you my process. But we come to the altar and we say, transform me, Lord. Change me. I give it all to you. I lay it at your feet. But we don't walk away with truth to actually stand upon. We're looking for a spiritual experience without truth as our anchor. But I think that can change. You see, just like the physical body, there's three ways that I believe that, that, we, can, that we strengthen our muscles. It's through nutrition, through exercise, and through rest. So let's talk about nutrition for a second. What are you consuming in your day-to-day -day life? What are we actually taking in? What is causing that baby brisket to grow? <laughs> yeah, cookies, ice cream, okay. Potatoes, all right. Mm -hmm. Instagram, there we go, Instagram. What are the things? The Bible says that our eyes are a candlelight to our soul. Our day-to-day -day nutrition, the things that we focus on, the people that we are listening to, the company that we are keeping, what we are taking into our lives every single day affects our spiritual life. And we need to be diligent, have a plan in place on what it looks like to actually consume his word on a daily basis, to make sure that the company that I keep are faith-filled believers, that those that are, that are those, the company, I should say, those that are speaking into my life are faith-filled believers. I believe that we are supposed to be in the world, just not of the world. What are we actually partaking on a daily basis? We're all discouraged and we haven't read our Bible in three months. I'm so depressed, I wish something would change as we're kicking the Bible out of the way as we're trying to find something to watch on TV. I'm talking about foundation, elementary principles of what it means to be a Christian. 
If we get back to the basics, I believe we're going to be strengthened up in our spirit so that we can actually have true and lasting impact to those that are around us. But if we're leading them in, onto this truth path without an experience of the spirit, we're bringing people into law. Or if we're, if we're trying to impact our neighbors and we're bringing them down this spiritual path without actual truth, then we're allowing the world to define who God is and not who he says he is. When we, when we go down this spiritual journey, love is love unless it's not love. I know what love is because of what the truth of the word says what love is. But we've, we've, been, we've been silent and afraid to actually speak truth because we don't want to be hurtful or whatever it is. But what is actual true love? If I had the cure to cancer, I'd really want to give it to somebody. So what are we actually consuming on a daily basis? What does it look like? What is our diet looking like? Second is exercise. I, uh, back when I first started working out, back when I worked out, um, <laughs> man, I'm just getting roasted up here by myself. Man. I'll be working out after this for sure. <clears throat> But I remember when I first started, I started on um, machine weights. Because I didn't know what to do. I mean, these people, these dudes were like, yeah, you know, doing all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with that weight there. If I pick it up and I put it back down, I don't know. <laughs> do I move it? Do I walk it over there? You know, what do I do with this thing? And so I started on the machine weights because it's pretty simple. There's only one certain way it can move. So you just push until you figure out which way it moves, and then that's how you learn how to work out, right? <laughs> If it, if it doesn't move this way, that's not how you do it. If it moves that way, that's how you do it. That's it. It's simple. You know, there's, it doesn't get any easier than that. But I started doing these leg presses, and I was maxing the machine out. I was doing 550 pounds on my legs. You know, and I let it slam at the end, look around and see who noticed. <laughs> Does anybody else change the weights on the machines heavier when you get off so that the person next to you won't... <laughs> Are we being honest right now or not? Am I alone on that one? I got one back there. Amen. See some big rip dude coming and you put it real down real low and watch him move it up. <laughs> Just kind of stand there. That's what I typically would do. I'd like rub down the machine and stuff. Just staring while he moved his weight lighter. <laughs> Oh, sorry, I left it too heavy for you there, buddy. But it's really interesting. When you're on these, these machines, you think you can lift a lot more than you can lift. And it's when you get to the free weights that all of a sudden I went to squat and do a real squat, and like your whole body shakes. Has anybody ever experienced that? You get, you get to the free weights and you think like you can curl like 800 pounds, and then you grab a dumbbell that's like, you know, 800 pounds, and you can't even move it. Then you go down to the five-pounder, back to where you should be. But your whole, your whole arm just vibrates. This is why I don't work out anymore, see? It actually, I got the back injury working out, so it's not, it's not healthy for you to work out. <laughs> At that fitness studio that I had a dream about. But there's, there's something that happens when you get the free weights because you actually have to work your own stabilizer muscles. The machine can't do it for you. So are we consuming the word for ourselves, or are we living off of somebody else's revelation? Yeah. 
Wow. That a boy, Matt. What are we using to exercise with? Are we using the next Instagram post from another preacher, from a brother, from another mother? Or are we doing the hard work on our own and actually lifting the weight of the word in our own lives? It says study to show yourself approved. Are we actually consuming God's word, but not only consuming it, but using it in our day-to-day lives? You see, if I didn't know that in this world I would have tribulation, see, there's something about consuming the word, but you can have a stacked out weight room and never use it. (laughs) Like my mom has. We were just talking yesterday about this, about joining the gym. She's got the sweetest weight room in her basement. She's like, the gym will do it for sure. (laughs) Then I'll work out. (laughs) But we can have all of the knowledge of the word and let it sit there. A situation comes up where tribulation takes place, and we look at the tribulation and we get distracted by it. We forget that we have this weight room that's sitting here. Are we actually exercising the word in our own personal lives? Or are we just using that knowledge and living according to this world? You see, this is where I found myself in before, where where something happens and I find myself just complaining and bickering and going on and on and on and on about it. And I forget the reality that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. That's what it says. And now I need to exercise that. I need to actually pick it up and not just allow the situation to overcome me because the situation becomes my Lord instead of him. When I live according to the situations that come in my life, they are my master. If situations happen to me and I'm responding to the situation and not to the solution, this becomes my new king. The thing here on this earth becomes becomes a thing that I live for and I go from chaos to chaos, from situation to situation, from pain to pain. And I forget that I have a whole gym full of promises that I just need to pick up. And I need to get myself in shape. Because exercise, muscles actually grow through repetition and through tension. I have to keep using it over and over again. I prayed for the first time for my wife to get healed and she didn't get healed. So I pray a second time and then I pray a third time and then I get the whole church to pray. I have to use the weights that are in the gym. Those promises are what I need to respond to and not to the situations that happen here upon this earth. See, if I live according to the situations here upon this earth, I'm going to be depressed. I'm going to be overwhelmed. I'm going to be anxious. I'm going to wonder why the world sucks so bad. I'm going to think, why me? I'm going to live in a constant state of chaos until I decide just to check out and to numb the pain. And I will subtract myself from those situations. And my absence of movement, I believe, is my state of wholeness. You see, I believe that there have been people in this room that have felt so much pain that, that you're just done. Like, I'm not going to get into another relationship like that again. I'm just done. It hurts too much. I'm not going to reach out to my neighbor like that again because the last time I did, I'm done. But what if I didn't have to respond according to the pain and I responded according to heaven's reality over my life? What if I actually remembered the weights that I have in my basement and I use those in the situations that take place in my life? Where I'm not moved by my emotions, but I'm moved by his promises. Where I'm not moved by what happens to me, but I happen to them. 
Because greater is in me than is he that is in the world. See, I would think that rejection has a, has a hold on me if I didn't know that the life I now live, I live in Jesus Christ. If it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, the hope of glory. See, if I live by people's approval, then I'll die by their rejection. But if I live according to the approval of God, then I live and I can't be touched by it. But I have to exercise it when the situations come up. I can't just think that I know it. I have to actually do it. And there's the breakdown that we find ourselves in so many times. We can quote, quote scripture all day long. I'm, I'm blessed and I'm highly favored. And I'm living in misery. See, the absence of my movement is not where I need to find my healing. I need to straighten out the path that I'm walking on to make sure that I'm not lame and dislocated, but that I can actually be healed and I can walk in some wholeness. I need to walk according to his truth and not according to the situations that come to me. I need to happen to this world. The kingdom of heaven is living inside of me, and I just need to let it out into the situations that come. See, because I need to respond to the solutions, not according to the problems. There's greater is, is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I've overcome by the, Jesus overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony. Or we have overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony. The testimony is that I am saved and I am set free. My testimony is that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. My testimony is that I am going to face tribulation, but I am of good cheer because Jesus overcame the world and my life is hidden in him. What happens when we actually exercise the realities of his kingdom here upon this earth, we're going to actually have lasting impact. It goes beyond an emotional experience that we have in church on Sunday mornings, hoping that the week will change for us. We get this breakthrough. We hear that you're ending one season and you're going into another, and we think it's all going to be dan <laughs> roses, and it turns out to be dandelions. Because we are the ones that are the change agents. We are the ones that are commissioned to actually bring the kingdom of heaven to this earth. This earth is broken and we have the solution. So instead of hoping that the solution comes to us, the solution needs to come through us. We need to not be living according to the, the, our worst moments and thinking that that's our reality. Stop going from pain to pain to pain to pain, trying to find healing for the same thing that he's already made you whole from. See, I believe there's a different reality that the Lord is calling us to walk in. A place that we can actually live in, that things will happen to us. See, I said we are conscious, we're aware of the realities of this kingdom, but we respond to the realities of another. If, if, we, if we just went and acted like everything is supposed to be fine and we have these truths and it's just going to work itself out, that's, that we're fooling ourselves. There will be real pain that comes. There will be real hardship that comes. We know that because we know the word, though. And so we would start responding differently in these situations, though. We get our eyes off of here and onto him and see what it is that he's saying over this world. He said, when he said to me, Matthew, you're just responding out of your pain instead of your health. I realized and I thought of all the different moments throughout Scripture that Jesus was betrayed, he was beaten, he was walked away from. The apostles were sliced in two, burned alive in oil. Doesn't sound like the prosperity gospel to me. <laughs> what are they doing? But they knew that this life was not everything. They loved their life. They loved not their life unto death. They overcame by the blood of the lamb, the word of the testimony. Never say that next scripture, though. They loved their life. They loved not their life unto death.
when we realize that we are living for an eternal purpose, not a temporary one, an eternal purpose, the things of this world don't get to grab us the way that they used to. The problems that we face are temporary. And we start living out of a different place that the Lord has for us and seeing real, true impact. Like I said before, our lack of movement is not the solution to our healing. Our disconnection from other people that may or may not hurt us is not the solution for us remaining healed. We have to press into the connections. We've been put here to be in relationship with people. Me not praying for somebody is not the solution to hopefully, you know, not being rejected by somebody on the street. I'm already accepted in the beloved. Rick Pino has a song. He says, I ain't scared of nothing because I'm already dead. What if we actually lived with that reality? You can't reject me because I'm already accepted. You can't hurt me because I'm already made whole. See, I've been saved. Your opinion has no hold on me because my opinion tank has already been filled by the one that matters. My disconnection from reality is not the solution. My running to alcohol is not the solution. My running to drugs is not the solution. Numbing out the pain is not the solution. Going to porn is not the solution. Doing whatever it is to try to hide from the reality of the pain that you feel in your heart is not the solution. Focusing on his truth is the only solution. Ooh, there it is. You know, in Ephesians, like I said earlier, I believe it's, I don't know if I wrote it down, Ephesians 4, it says that those who are being past feeling have given themselves over to uncleanness, to lewdness, to all sorts of whateverness, greediness. We felt so much pain for so long that we don't know how to deal with it, so we've decided to numb it instead of face it. Mom always says, you got to feel the pain to heal the pain. This last year and a half has been a year and a half of chaos. The answer is not running and hiding from the chaos. It's responding to the one that can bring a solution. I want to pray because I feel like there's people that have experienced rejection over this last time that I, I want the, the spirit of adoption just to come in to fill up that place. The problem with trying to numb a single situation is that it doesn't, that's not the only thing that gets numbed. The highs also get numbed. When we try to get rid of the lows, we take it all down. Father, I thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you for the reality of your kingdom that is moving in and through our lives. We thank you, Father, that we are accepted in the beloved. We thank you, Father, that you are more than enough for us and that you have every solution. Every solution that is needed to continue to walk in the victory that you have given us. You have already defeated the powers of darkness. You already made a public spectacle of those things. 
And now it's our responsibility just to continue to walk in that victory. So, Lord, right now, I I thank you, Father, that all sorts of pain and rejection and fear, I really feel fear strong. I felt it this morning. I heard it all night long. Actually, I woke up with nightmares all night. I really feel like there's something on that, that there is a grip of fear that has been placed over individuals' lives in this room, God. Fear of the unknown, fear of what would happen if I decide to trust again. Fear of the pain that potentially lays on the other side of that door that, we were, that you've called us to walk through. Father, those that have been disengaged because they can't handle the pain any longer, I thank you for bringing healing right now in Jesus' name. Thank you that your perfect love casts out fear. Thank you that we know your truth, Lord, and that your truth is what will set us free, God. So I pray for freedom in this room right now, Lord, for there to be an everlasting kingdom impact that would flow through from generation to generation through the people in this place, God. We thank you, Lord, for eternal impact that will take place as a result of those that are living with a renewed mind, that are living with the mind of Christ. Those that are living in response to a different reality. Not according to the ways and the systems of this world, but according to the promises that you have placed up in the heavenly places, God. That you have declared over this land, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for healing, God. And bringing us into wholeness. That we can can walk this path, Lord. We make our path straight. So we walk in healing, Lord. Not just wait and hope for it. Thank you, Lord. I feel like I just want people just to, if you're, if you're believing that this is rally. Just stand, do something, raise a hand, put a thumbs up, whatever it is. If you're tired of walking that same mountain again, over and over again. Thank you, Lord. So I believe today that you're given a tool that we're not just going to have this experience right now, but there's a challenge to walk and to dive into the word and to hear what he says over your life. So, Father, over each and every person in this place right now, God, I just break off shame right now. The cycles of shame that are weighing in this room, Lord, you can feel it all through worship. Get out. This is a faith-filled room of believers. These are king's kids. These are royalty. This is a royal priesthood in this room. So I just command all shame to exit stage left. We are not allowing that in this place anymore. And I thank you, Father, that you are breaking off the spirit of fear off of people's lives right now in Jesus' name. That you are breaking off the spirit of fear that, is, that, that even fear of their own inadequacies, that if they try to run at hard after you, that they're not going to make it. That they're going to fail again. Thank you, Lord, that your mercies are new every morning, that your blood covers a multitude of sins, Lord. 
that you are the one that is inspected in that process, Lord, not our inadequacies. We thank you for your blood that covers. We thank you for your blood that covers. Thank you, Lord. I just really feel strongly just this, I believe as a result of fear being broken off of people's lives that there is actually going to be a creative expression that is going to come forth. Now, Oftentimes when you hear creativity, you think music or art, but I think it goes way beyond that. I think strategy in business is a very creative thing. I think the ways that you can find ways to raise powerful kids, you have to be creative in order to do that. And I believe that, that today there is actually going to be like an uncapping of creativity. Put your hand right here on your heart. I thank you, Lord, for the heart to be unlocked and for creative expressions to explode out of this place, God. Father, I thank you. The first way that the Lord actually is identified in the Bible is as creator. We are made in his image, so we are creative people by nature. Not by act, but by nature. And so I thank you, Lord, for creativity to flow out of each and every person in this place, Lord, that there will be creative expressions on how to spread your kingdom here upon this earth, that there's going to be such a level of transformation that takes place out of the lives of the believers in this room. God, that they will have an impact upon this neighborhood, upon this city, in their workplaces, in whatever sphere of influence, wherever you tell them to be faithful, Lord, they will be faithful. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You are loved, very loved. Thanks for listening. We hope you were impacted by this message. For more information about The Well Grand Rapids, please visit our website at www.thewellgr.com.